Coming up on Off the Bench, we have the man that called game, Paul Pierce, joining us on Off the Bench and the usual suspects. We also break down the Washington Wizards' two-game win streak and looking ahead to the upcoming games. But first, a message from Monumental Sports Network. Watch exclusive shows and live high school basketball on Monumental Sports Network, the new streaming service for your D.C. sports. Start your free trial at GetMonumental.com. What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Chris Gehring and Jacob Rame, And we have, as you heard already, a great, great interview coming up with the man that called game, former Washington Wizard and future Hall of Famer Paul Pierce on the show. I'm so excited. You know, I go back and forth as to whether or not Paul's shot is my number one moment of when I was here <laughs> or my number two moment. And it's, it's, it's really hard to choose between... John shot and Pierce's shot, but yeah. there's both those moments are so far above any other moment we've had there in my seven years. I have a tough time as well. I feel like maybe John's is bigger because it was that next level getting to that game seven. Uh, but I think the hype from Paul Pierce's that playoff run when, when he was here with the Wizards was just so magical because it was kind of unexpected the way they swept Toronto. So maybe Chris Gearing can break can uh, kind of like give us a deciding vote. Well, he wasn't mm. here. During yeah, the I wasn't shot. here. But he I, had to I was. It on television. But yeah, of course he did. Yeah, but I mean, I watched the game. It's I totally saw the different shot. when you're a part okay, of it. You're right. You're right. That's it was true. unbelievable. I think. I think the cool thing about Pierce's shot and like what that that playoff run for him is yeah. that you know we all know that there was the other that was there was the other shot that was ruled you know oh, just over I the clock still, still but like but, I still lose but, but i guess what that. i mean is like it hurts. his his presence that season for the wizards was so obviously so important we talked about that a lot with yeah. him yeah and i mean like from afar obviously i wasn't with the team but yeah. you could tell you could just tell the effect that he had on that team and the fact that he was stepping up and, and hitting those shots and forced him to do a lot of growing up it was yeah. just awesome. It was just an awesome yeah. thing to watch for a team that I think, from an outsider's perspective, I think a lot of people just saw it as you know still a very young team, still like some some ways to go with with everybody. With you know Otto hadn't really broken out yet, mm-hmm. although he did have a good playoff run in that. That was when the hashtag playoff Otto started. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did have a good run in that in that sense. But like that was kind of the first time that people were getting introduced to like Otto, and certainly they knew who John and Brad were, but getting further on that playoff stage was really important for them and for Pierce to be a big part of that. That was, that was really awesome. Obviously I was there for, for John's John's, shot. Yeah. And that was, I mean, what, what an incredible moment. (laughs) The thing about the thing about the, the, you know, I think the, the difference between one of the main differences between the two shots for me is that you had one was by a guy who came here for one year, left such an incredible mark, on the franchise, you know, was a stop in his Hall of Fame career. And the other was by the franchise. Yeah. And a guy that you hope is going to be here forever, is going to be a lifelong wizard, is just going to be one in many memories, many, many, one of many incredible memories during his time as a wizard. And yeah. that's why I think I rank, rank John, for me, rank John Shot a little bit higher uh-huh. because it was by him. Yeah. I don't, I mean, and, um, yeah. 
I, I get that. I, I give the I could give the nod to John definitely because of what he's meant to this franchise as a whole. Whereas Paul Pierce's contribution is more to the NBA and the Boston Celtics than it is to the Washington Wizards. You know, except for that one season. So although he still that. he still considers like this to be like a very important step in his career, yeah, as you will mm-hmm. hear in his interview. Yes, he very talks, much. He speaks fondly of this team and and what he did do and maybe could have done if he had oh, stayed longer. But that one that shot. Oh, that was awesome. The f- on the fingertips. I oh, know the one. Oh, uh, the one they in they, game six. Yeah, yeah. Put on the line after the buzzer. I don't think anything to do with his foot on the line. Yeah, you don't remember like showing the the. It was replay? just whether or not it left his fingertips on time. Well, that's true yeah. too. But like another thing is, I feel like they showed the close up as his, of his foot, and it just touched the line just before he shot it as well. But um, we can maybe I'm. Wait, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't, okay, I don't all right. Let's talk part. about the current team <laughs> yes, that we have here. <laughs> They're on a two-game winning streak, seven and five on the season. Just beat an Atlanta team soundly, and then the Lakers. They did as well after what happened in LA. They come. The Lakers come here this time. Still talking about Ball versus Wall, and John Wall and the Washington Wizards. You know, are able to get two victories and and. Two much-needed dominant victories, and I think that um, after the debacle against the Mavericks, and let's just call it like it was, it was not a good game. But they've had our number for years. I know that's not an excuse, but but this is a different Mavericks team that really was struggling, and... But it's in the past, and they came back, and they got real two really good dominant wins, and um, you come out tonight against the uh, against a struggling Sacramento team. Yeah. You get a win here, and you go three and one over the four game stretch. And I mean, you would have liked to have gone four and zero, oh, but anytime in the NBA you can go three and one over four games, it's fine, it's solid. Um, and it was just it was just very nice to see um, convincing victories. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about um, the Atlanta game that I really liked was Keith Morris is back, and he looked really good. And mm-hmm. he and I think that he showed a lot of rust. Um, Rightfully so. I mean, he had um, he had a pretty long layoff with no basketball, and so um, it's always tough getting back into it. But he really returned in a big way. Yeah, this is kind of what we I think what we wanted to see at home from the jump is the, against these kinds of teams, the exact thing that the Wizards just did over these last couple of games. And so going forward, I think this is important. This, this is an, these are, excuse me. These were an important two games because of Keith being back, because of him feeling. You know, feeling better, more in shape, more in game shape, getting finding his rhythm. I mean, I think a couple of the things with him that were really encouraging to see were, you know, running the when him and John ran the fast break and he, you know, he pulled up and hit a rhythm three pointer um, on the break. I think all those kinds of things just show that he is getting back into his into his groove. And for the Wizards, that's that's super super important. And so. I agree. I think that's the big takeaway from these two games, other than the fact that, obviously, as a team, they put they put teams away that they should have put away. Um, they weren't really ever in doubt those two games, and so those are kind of that's kind of the blueprint for for these games that are at home against teams that the Wizards know that they're better than, and um, it's good to just get that get that ship rolling. And I think that as we look you know we'll look ahead later in the show but that's that's the kind of rhythm the kind of momentum that they, that they want to build and especially in kind of a wonky beginning to the eastern conference getting getting three out of four is is pretty good and, and we'll take it and move on um i think that um i want to give my after watching him play twice now and uh, 
smidge in other games. If I want to give my take on Lonzo without any of you guys asking me, <laughs> um, I think Lonzo's going to be a really good player. Yeah. And I think he's got great vision. I mean, you see outlet passes and stuff like that that few guys in this league can do. If he was shooting the ball well right now, everybody would be talking about how incredible he is. But he's not shooting the ball well, and he's really struggling, and he's clearly got the yips. But I don't think that's going to be a forever problem, and I think he's going to figure that out. And, I mean, you know, he doesn't have to be a great shooter to be a really good player in this league. If he's an average shooter, he's a really good player in this league. He's still going to be able to get to the rim, and he's still going to do things like rebound and be an elite passer. So, I mean, he's just got to figure I mean, He shot the ball really well at UCLA. Yeah, it doesn't that doesn't go away completely. So when he figures that out, I think that, you know, regardless of what you think of him off the court, I think he's going to be a good player in this yeah. league. I, th- I, I feel like this is a season I really in- enjoyed so far because I feel like it's just been electric. There's so many good young players on different teams that fans are coming out that they want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously we had Philly in here as well. And, and those Did you guys see that dunk that, by Joel? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was something. Joel, even in what? He's played, I guess now, yeah. 41 40 games. games 41 like games. It's just amazing to think the type of player he could be. And we're overlooking Ben Simmons, who's been ridiculous been as really a, a point guard slash shooting the guard. rookie like, of the just, year race this year. It's amazing. Which we are not going to be a part no. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is unbelievable. I mean, you've got any number of guys who could win it and look incredible. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 going to be a lot of fun to to watch this season, and I think that you know we didn't even talk. Well, I guess we can still talk about it. Like Boston winning twelve in a row. Like what is going? on? I don't on? want to talk about Boston winning twelve in a row. It's just after the injury, you know, and and you think that the team is going to struggle, and now they've won they twelve are in so a row, deep. and it's just it's amazing. They've to got see. guys like. And it's Jason Tatum. The no, but I was going to say Aaron Baines coming. Yeah, out Aaron Baines. I'm knowing. Like, yeah. yeah. It's crazy because we talked about them maybe having a lack of depth after all the trades that they made at the beginning of the season. And yeah. you're finding out when you – even when you subtract that depth, when you add somebody as special as Kyrie mm-hmm. and, you know, add lottery pick – you know, add yeah. another lottery pick, Jalen yeah. Brown also a lottery pick. Yep. And you still have a guy like Al Horford who is like the consummate veteran – and super important Warford's to their team, really by the way. But yeah. he looks he looks very good. It, it's just it's it's really really it, it's been pretty pretty wild to watch them rebound this way. But it's another testament to how good of a coach Brad Stevens is, how good Kyrie Irving is, and how good Jason Tatum is. All the, all these guys that have really stepped up. But then you've got you know smaller guys like Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good post game interview just talking about how Semi excited he was to get that win without yeah. replaying. Yeah. So they've got yeah. they've got a lot of talent. They're super young. They're hungry, obviously. I, I I would assume that that injury I mean, we know we know that that injury to Gordon Hayward had a pretty profound effect on them as a team. Yeah. So they're so they're it's, it's crazy gonna be crazy to watch them. If the playoffs started today, Cleveland would not be in. Yeah. Cleveland will be on the outside looking in as That's Milwaukee, Philly, New York, and Orlando at eight and five in Detroit. You know, Jamoki, that's why they don't end the season after <laughs> ten games. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out there. This is my big prediction for the season. Big. Are prediction. you guys ready? Yep. 
I think Cleveland's going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that yeah, Cleveland's going to so. – I think that they're just going to sneak in in somewhere <laughs> around the one or the two or three seed, and they're going to figure this thing out. Because yeah. you know who doesn't like to lose very much and is not going to let them lose very much more? Yeah. The guy who did the emoji with the fist? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. LeBron, 50, I mean, the game he played against us was simply like – arguably the best individual performance I've ever seen a player play against us yeah. Yeah. during my time here. And on nights like that, when he doesn't want to lose, he doesn't lose. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's all, it's all you really needed to see this was, early in the years that he still has that. I was talking, and that's kind of a trump card. I was talking to a friend who, um, who's from Germany and he was telling me he came to the game. He's in town, um, for, uh, for work and, um, he was telling me he never he never seen LeBron James play live before, and he didn't know. Really? Yeah, this was his first time at the game wow. on um, last week. And yeah, um, he didn't under he didn't really know what the what the, the deal, deal what was. the big deal was. He was What's like, "Is this guy LeBron James?" Yeah, he, he doesn't watch that much basketball, but he, and he and he just told he was I was talking to him after, and he's like, "I get it now, I, I get it." And I was like, "Yeah, this dude is yeah. he's something else." Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of something else, coming up on off the bench, we are going to have. The Hall of Famer, soon to be Hall of Famer, but I feel like he's already in. Paul Pierce, former Washington it's Wizard, joining only. us on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's right. We are joined by, of course, our two co-hosts, Jeremy Hyman and Jacob Rain, but none other than... I would say probably in one season you did more for the Washington Wizards than we ever could have expected. Paul oh, Pierce man. is joining us. Thank you very hey, much for giving us some, how some time. How you doing today? We're doing good. 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 We're doing good. Uh, if I had to bet, how many times do people ask you about I Call Game? <laughs> I'm hearing it all around the arena every day. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm glad that I can. I was able to leave. You know, a footprint here. Uh, in the city of D.C., it's a great city, great fans. And, uh, you know, even though it was one year, you know, when I walk around the city, when I come to the arena, it felt like I was here for, like, my career. Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I'm glad I was able to leave a footprint uh, on the city and the organization. They embraced me. I embraced them. And uh, that's why I always enjoy coming back here. Awesome. I feel like we throw around the term legend a lot when we have the <laughs> on. But now we truly have a legend with us. It's Paul Pierce on, on with us with the pod. Uh, Paul, see that when you played that one year in DC, I know, you know Otto Porter was a guy that played behind you, and you sort of got to, I don't know how much you got to tutor him, sort of watch him develop and practice, and, and we didn't get to see it as much on the court. Then we saw that playoff series was kind of where he sort of we, you know, saw him come out. Uh, now where you see him now, I mean he's a, I mean a bona fide, you know, a great piece to this team just talk about what you've seen what how you've seen him develop and what he's turned into now well when I was here I saw what Otto could be yeah you know so like every day I would try to push him you know let's get to the gym early let's get some shots you know let's go in the weight room you know because as a as a young player you try to find your way and I want to show him how to be consistent in everything and it starts what you do on every day uh daily and it's going to translate on the court and so when he started doing that, he started making progress. And then when the playoffs came and he was out there giving you 10, 15 points, 10 rebounds, I was like, man, you know, he's really – he's. this is where Otto Porter really took the next step. I mean, he showed consistency, and he did it every night. And now to see him today, 
you know, make the big money, sign the big deal, and well-deservingly, too. He's showing he can be a consistent threat night in and night out. His shot is consistent. His effort is consistent. And that's all you want as an NBA player. And when you see guys who are consistent at what they do, those are the guys who really shine. And he's starting to shine right now, right before our eyes. When you see other players in the league now, quote-unquote, say they called game, are you thinking season desist? <laughs> or are you thinking that you like, you like, you like seeing other guys do I know we saw Andrew Wiggins – Said he called game after his shot this season. So, are you? How do you, how do you feel about the other you know, guys using it? I was it? able to, you know, leave a, a positive influence. You know, that's one of the great lines. <laughs> oh, the you best, know, the in, best in basketball. You know, because it was from the top of the head. It wasn't yeah. written. You know, and it was kind of. I felt like the question was a smart question. It's like we just won the game. We're trying to celebrate. And it was like when you asked the question, did I call bank? It was like you're trying to downgrade what just happened here. And I was like, no, I called game. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I called. If you want to know, <laughs> that was one of the best one of the best moments in in uh, Wizards history. Oh man, sure. that was fun. Rachel Nichols, we had her on the pod before you, mm-hmm. and she said how much she enjoys working with you. How much do you enjoy being on the other side of the mic? I don't know how much you really enjoy the mm-hmm. media when you were a player, but what you is know, it like now being on it, the jump? It's fun. You know, it, it has it gives me an opportunity to, to talk about the game, to be around the game, to, to really analyze it. And, you know, I, I did this every single day. You know, every day I come in the locker room, and, man, did you see this guy last night? If he had did this, if he had worked on this – you know, this team, they need to do this. You know, and I found myself always talking about the game. So now that I get an opportunity to do it and, and really express it and let the world see, uh, you know, I really think I have a, a good knowledge of the game. And so, you know, it gives me a chance to really express it. Uh, I enjoy being around it, you know, even though I'm not playing. So it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I'm, I've been a lifelong fan as a as a Boston native. So <laughs> as much as much as you know, I would tell you that you do, you're doing great at this, even if mm. I you know thought you stunk. <laughs> but, but in all honesty, I'll take all opinions. In all honesty, all of them, all, you know, I'll take all opinions. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I I honestly think you you so naturally that you've mm-hmm. transitioned into this role that we've seen you know from your you know Hall of Fame career, but now mm-hmm. to do it to be a broadcaster, it's not. We've seen guys go up and do it, and they. They could know a lot about the game, but it just doesn't come off. It, it, once they get on TV, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I think you just, you're just so natural at doing it. And I guess, um, you know, did you think when you were playing, did, did you think that this was going to be the route you'd go? Well, you know, I, I really didn't know. You know, maybe when I did the finals, I did the finals the last two years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, you know, usually I've done <clears throat> guest appearances on – you know, during the games, I've done TNT, did the finals. And the last year I did it, I was like, you know, this is something I could be comfortable doing. You know, I get a chance to express myself, give my opinion from the game. And, uh, you know, player, people and fans like to hear from the player, especially I'm able to talk about maybe three different eras. I know I'm an older guy. I played, in, <laughs> I played 19 years in the league, so I can relate from, you know, 19 years ago to how the game has changed over time and and people like to hear that and then I think I have the personality you know I like to talk I like to express myself so it all comes out pretty natural Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's been fun you know I've been getting a good reception some good some bad you know it's all a part of it it's all part of it but you learn you keep it real that's what I like you try to and you try to get better and 
you know, my opinion is my opinion, whether people like it or not. It's just, you know, how I feel. Like, I mean, people were kind of like, you know, you said Durant is the best player. And I'm like, you know, when you look this year, he's on the best team. He's playing well. LeBron is playing well, but their team is struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not too far off. It's like I'm not saying things just to say it. It's yeah. like it's yeah. an argument about yeah. it. So, yeah. you know, I like it's kind of stirred the pot a little bit. That's how I was as a player. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. Is well, there – is there, I guess last question. Is there, a, is there a former teammate that you have that you, uh, that you see now and you're like, when he retires, I want that guy on the jump with me? <laughs> right now, you know, I think uh, – well, you know, it'll be a while. But a guy who, who strikes me as a great personality in NBA who expresses himself is Draymond Green. Oh, wow. You know, uh, you know, we had our little words, but, you know, we, we put that behind us, you know. So, but, you know, he's, he's had he some has, words with us this year, too. <laughs> he has, he has, he has. <laughs> but he has a great – he has shows great emotion. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I like to watch the players who have the great emotion. That shows that they care. They have the passion for the game. And he's one of them. Him, Russell Westbrook. You know, I love to oh, wow. watch guys – like that that play with great passion so yeah. i would say one of those two nice. good, good way to stay in the game broadcasting easier life than, than on the road yeah i don't have to worry about icing my knees after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't miss the treatment but my last one do you, do you miss like this, i mean like a night like tonight it's like you know everyone's talking about wizards cats at dspn do you mm-hmm. miss just being in the middle of that well i miss i miss the game a little, but the the biggest thing I probably miss most is the camaraderie with my teammates. Yeah. You know, you know when you just at home and you don't have nothing to do. Usually, I'm I'm in practice or I'm on the bus. I'm in the locker room and you guys are talking and chopping it up. You know, I don't have that now with a group of guys. You know, I'm with the fellas today. You yeah. Know? So that's the one thing I miss: just the bus rides, the plane rides, the going out to eat with the guys. You know, now it's either you know I'm coming to work. Uh, doing the analyst work and going home to the family and you don't have that that team around to where you can kind of like chop it up and you know you guys a lot of the guys that you're around you guys go through the same problems Uh you know and then that's where you can express yourself oh my girl or my wife Mm -hmm. oh I know what you mean man you know I'm going through the same thing so you know you miss that yeah but uh, other than that you know I'm happy I'm satisfied Thank you nice. very Good. much. We're satisfied with this interview. We really, really appreciate Thank you, you so giving much, us Paul. some time, Paul. That was right. awesome. All right, Kids. hope you enjoyed that great interview with Paul Pierce. Uh, we really appreciate it and can't thank him enough for giving us some time. Uh, he's really good on the microphone, on the other side of the microphone, so to speak, as he was a player for almost 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, I mean... We saw his personality all throughout his career. Like you yeah. can see his personality on the floor. He certainly does not leave anything, <laughs> you know, leave anything inside. And I think that's I think that's really helped him the in fact- the broadcast booth too. Like his insight and the fact that he can re- relay it, you know, pretty comfortably and and all that stuff. He's made kind of a natural transition. It's been it's been pretty fun to watch him and him and a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys from like the the era that I grew up watching and like when I was in like middle school or so like yeah. Chauncey Billups these guys Tracy McGrady yeah T Mac they've been they've been really really good when they've all just now retired he's got good and, chemistry and with Rachel too yeah yeah I yeah. love reliving how he came up with I call game because he was like I didn't want to just say it was a bank shot like well, I had to go with something. and you see and you see, and you see young players in the league now saying I called game when they hit game winners like yeah. Andrew Wiggins did and um and so. Uh, had to ask him if he wanted that season desist. I know he. <laughs> uh, right. I know he filed a copyright on I called game. So 
Smart. Uh, but yeah, very, very smart. savvy businessman, too. Uh, what would also be smart of the Washington Wizards is to get another victory tonight as they take on the Sacramento Kings, the three and nine Sacramento Kings. But we do welcome back uh, a good friend and, and well, for me, a friend, but also a former Washington Wizards. One of the teammate. one of the best one of the best guys that's been in here. Garrett my Temple's seven in, years. The, in the building. Yes. Which we were excited to see. Um, but this, I, I feel like you could say every week is a pivotal week for the Wizards, but you just want to see them continue to build that momentum. We talked last time, at least the last time I was on the pod, about them playing down to their opponent. Let's hope that this is another game. They did not do that game. the last two games. They did not, and yeah. let's hope that they are continuing to do that, even as they take on Miami in back-to-back games that's who are a, six and seven. That's a team that gives us fits, yeah, yeah um, without team. question. And they are tough, and I think that they have not played up to their potential this year. Agreed. Another good coach. Eric Spolstra, and you know, uh, just a roster that's, yeah, giving us problems. They're relatively deep. Healthy. They're long. They don't. They don't have that. They don't have that. I mean, Hassan Whiteside might, you know, punch Do me in the face things, yeah. for saying this, but I, they don't have that guy. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like, uh, you know, you really need in the NBA right now, and so, um, Goron is really good. Hassan Whiteside is really good, but yeah. they're not. They're not at that next level. So, mm-hmm. um. But this is still a team that's going to give a lot of problems. I think Miami's going to be in the playoffs when all is said and done this season. Um, and I think they're, they're going to finish second in, in our division as well. Yeah, definitely. They're they're an experienced team. They have a great – like I said, they have a good coaching staff. Hassan Whiteside has given us problems in the past. But as we talked about, Marching Gortat has also played Hassan Whiteside pretty tough in some of those games as well. And yeah. there have been a couple of games against Miami that I can remember over these last couple of years that – um, he really has kind of been neutralized, which has helped us a lot. And I think in games where the Wizards have won, I think that's one of the things that, that you have to keep under control. But certainly a guy like Drogic, he can he can create offense by himself. But I, I agree that you know down the stretch, we watched them in a couple of games last year, mm-hmm. kind of like a, you know, they were kind of rudderless uh, down the stretch, and they don't really have that that impact guy that, you know, now the Wizards really have three of those guys. Yeah. Really, you can give the ball to, you know, Otto, John, Brad, um, and kind of watch them go to work and, and believe that they can get a bucket. It's tough for Miami to do that still, I think. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see if that develops for them. I will say Hassan's last three games, 23-10, and 8-20, and 20, and 20-12, and 12, and he's averaging 16-13 and 13 on the year. Yeah. So he is, he is playing some good basketball. Yeah, he's definitely so a stud. I know it's early, but let's talk about some fake news. So, if you think that Cleveland, right, and Miami are making the playoffs, who's faking right now that's in that top eight? Um, you, got D- you got Boston, Detroit, Orlando, Washington, Toronto, New York, Philly, and Milwaukee. I mean, that's a solid, gonna, solid lineup for a playoff matchup. I'm okay, this, st- is a good, this is a good game, Jamo. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stick by our guns that we said – before the year that we thought Detroit was going to be a tough team, uh-huh. they've started out ten, 10 and three. three. Wow. Detroit's making the playoffs. I this think. Year. Yeah. I, th- I think that they. No question. In my you know, mind. I don't know if we're doing like a they're for real, like they're going to yeah, go deep right. or anything. They're for real, or they're but fake. I think they are. I think I think they're for real. I think they're a bona fide playoff team. Orlando, I I still have questions about just because Orlando I thought, would definitely be a team that I think yeah. gets bumped. Yeah, I think they even the good start. Um, Aaron Gordon is playing at. An unbelievable level, and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he can keep this up. Yeah, um, I think Orlando gets bumped. I think they hit. Yeah, uh, I think they hit a rough patch coming up soon. But um, 
And I think the Sixers are going to miss the playoffs. Oh, really? I think the Sixers are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Jacob, now I feel bold, like that's, that's a hot take, take because yeah. most people are saying Philly's in. I can this see it. This is a process. I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks get the eight seed. Whoa! <laughs> there the you go. Knicks yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna live to regret this. Yeah, I mean, you feel, but, Stapp, I mean, looking at it Knicks, now, but the Knicks, the Knicks. I mean, Chris Stapps is so good. He's I mean, really that guy good. is like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. has become a top ten, top fifteen guy in this league. They have they have some shooters around him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> New York, New, New York, or Philly for the eighth seed. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say New York today. That's me again teams. tomorrow, yeah. and I'll pick a different one. Both of those teams would be fun to have in the playoffs. I mean. Having the playoffs back at Madison Square Garden would be great. Seeing Philadelphia, I mean, that fan base is is wild for that team, and they've they've been through plenty watching that team. But I mean, if you look at it, Cleveland sitting at nine, Miami sitting at ten. I think both of those teams are playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So really, realistically, two of the teams that are in get bumped now. So yeah, I mean, I think Orlando has a tough a tough slide in them somewhere. Probably when some of these things even out. We talked to Tom Haberstrow what, yeah. a couple weeks ago. He mentioned that some of the, you know, some of the advanced metrics and stuff are not really in Orlando's favor. Uh-huh. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But it's been a really interesting start to the year. I mean, Boston's been incredible to watch. Detroit has been has been awesome to watch too. And so it's kind of funny. When do to we see. get Detroit for the first time? Well, well I mean, we we second played, time we already yeah. played them, but for we, the first time since they've been really good. Yeah, we get that December again. first. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be it's it, that they are part of this. They'll be a part of next Thanksgiving stretch. hangover. Yeah, this next stretch is really interesting. I wanted to make sure we brought it up that this week there's two other you know there's two out of three at home over the week. Then we but go then on the road for five out of six game stretch. Yeah, where you're on the road for five out of six, and those are not none of those are easy games. Toronto, Milwaukee. Charlotte, Minnesota, back to back Philadelphia, Toronto, Milwaukee, which makes yeah. it even back tougher. to back Minnesota and Philly. Yeah, so that's a yeah. really really hard stretch, and I and I don't want to say that like anything is a must win or this is a super important stretch, but I think there is there is a little bit of emphasis on this week because you look at Monday night tonight is is a winnable game. Miami on the road is always hard, and yeah. they're and they're a good team, but and then having Miami back at home, we just just a team that. That, that the Wizards have struggled with over the last couple of years. So this is kind of the beginning, really, of a stretch that early in the year you want to – it's a little bit of a, lit, a litmus test. It's yeah. not like a – it's not do or die time by any means or anything like We're that. We're very far but, away from that, very yeah. far but away from talk of that. it's a really interesting – it's going to be a really interesting stretch to see what happens because the other thing to note is that that one game that we have at home over that six-game stretch – is Portland and mm-hmm. Portland's not a pushover either. Yeah. Though they traditionally really don't play well here, um, and we've they're one of those teams that doesn't travel east very well. Yeah. So and and I think I, I Chris, I think it's okay for you to say there are must wins because we know that this team wants to win That's, fifty. I don't games. know if I, I, well, know, this team wanted to win fifty. Well, okay. Games, so if you want to win fifty the end games, of the season, you're like, oh, we're stuck at forty nine because you didn't take that game. I mean, important. important. I, I have to say, you know, you you do you do fear a little. That you could look back at the Phoenix game or the Dallas game and be like, "Dang, we had just yeah. and and look at back at one of those games and say, "Hey, yeah. that's going to be the difference between forty nine and fifty, which ultimately will only matter in us saying we won fifty or we didn't finish." Right, internal in, internal goals for a team that's like, "Hey, what what are some things, some benchmarks that we can achieve?" Moving forward to say we've taken steps in the right direction. I think over fifty wins is it in Eastern Conference Finals are the mm-hmm. two. Yeah, and still though the Wizards. I mean, we started off last season 
really, really rough. Re- that's true. We started year, off way worse than this year. The start this year is, is way Much better, better already. Yeah. We still and got so very close. If we're talking 50 wins, I mean, we won, what, 49 last year. Mm-hmm. If we're talking 50 wins, I mean, there's still plenty of wiggle room. I agree, though, that, that you know, Suns, Dallas, and then certainly the, know, Lakers. the Lakers would be um, would be ones that you look back on. But I think the Wizards are in a good spot. It's a bizarre, you know, it's a it's a bizarre start to the year. Yeah. I don't think anybody, you know, we're more than more than an eighth through the year now. I don't think anybody would have seen the Pistons at ten and whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, the Magic up there either. But that's why you, you know, the old cliche. That's why you play the games. It's it's um, it's been fun to watch. It's been yeah, interesting. It's been it. entertaining. And then you look at the West. You have pulled up just some interesting notes as well. Denver eight and five. Although we thought, I think. We thought that they'd be pretty good, mm-hmm. um, but lots of new blood in the West too. That's having a lot of early season success. New Orleans, so the two fun. big men, yeah, yeah, are I know, pulling it's their weight. Such new blood. I mean, it's so surprising to see Houston and Golden State and San Antonio at the top of the conference. <laughs> well, it's good, I mean, new, it's good new blood. I okay, mean, Denver, Minnesota, <laughs> and New Memphis, Orleans. Memphis has never been there before either. <laughs> has Gasol even been in the playoffs yet? I don't even know. I think Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is becoming a bona fide superstar for Minnesota. I mean, they just all the same teams. They're just all the same teams. The towers, well, right, the but twin Denver. towers. Okay, of yes, New Minnesota Orleans. and New Orleans yeah. being in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think are the two because the thing is, just like we talked about Cleveland being on the outside, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City, and the Clippers on the outside looking in. The the Clippers, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's all I was saying. (laughs) I got a couple new teams. You just look at the top of the conference, and it's the same teams. And I just, (laughs) of course, like we don't expect, we don't expect anything different. Okay, so playoff time. I will. I it's will nice s- to see a couple teams. I will say sneak that up there. Lo- the Clippers could miss the playoffs this season. Really? That's it's yeah. feasible. They could. Oh, it is not feasible for Oklahoma City to miss it. No. They will be in there. Yeah. Paul George is playing out of his gourd <laughs> right really now. He really is. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. They're yeah. a really really good team. Yeah, and they'll they figure, are. And they'll figure. They it out. They've got a lot of talent. Even beyond that, I mean, Stephen Adams is very good. Got a lot of really good role players that I think will fit. I think they just got to figure it out because there are times that I just yeah. see the highlights and I just see Russell Westbrook. I'm like, did he take like 40 shots? Did anybody mm-hmm. else get any shots? Mm-hmm. And then you see he actually didn't take that many. And, and it was a little more spread out, at least amongst the big three. So um, that's good. Most that's people good. do their uh, their take on the standings at, at the quarter poll. We do it at the eighth <laughs> poll here on Why Off the not? Bench way too early. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad idea to have that pulled up in front of us because now I'm just looking at it and thinking about all the different possibilities. But you're right. I I think I mean I think we know kind of how it, how we everybody expects it to shake out. I wouldn't expect it to be any different. I don't think we've seen anything that's like super alarming. That's like oh man, this is really going to shake up the landscape. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. So here we are. All right. Here we are. Here we go, with kids. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. And definitely we, the interview with Paul Pierce. That was one of the most fun ones we've yeah, ever yeah, yeah, really cool. yeah, we really really appreciate that. All right, Whisk kids. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening to Off the Bench Whiz Kids, but there's more sports for you. Watching the game on the Monumental Sports Network app transforms live basketball into an interactive, personalized experience. Instantly switch between four live camera angles and even rewind to watch from a different angle. Start your free trial at GetMonumental.com.